Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Friday night or whatever day and time it is for you as you are listening to this podcast episode. I am Azarin the Language Nerd at Polyglot Azarin on primarily Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and, uh, and YouTube, but also secondarily on Medium, where I do some blogging, on Musical.ly, and on Tumblr. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited to be recording this one. And this time, when we jump into our weather update, which we'll do right now, it is dark outside. Dark. It is nighttime, actually. There's no sunlight. And to be honest, I have no idea, no idea whatsoever what the temperature is actually like because I have not been outside today on this, rather not been outside in the nighttime. Um, normally, I record these podcasts, as you guys probably know or may have noticed, Normally I record these more like the daytime or morning time, but today is a little bit of a different day where I had a whole bunch of other things that I was doing more in the morning, more in the afternoon. Um, and so I guess we're stuck recording this more at nighttime instead of in the morning. Um, today, basically to give you a bit of a life update, I was preparing for a Spanish workshop that I'm running tomorrow. It is an all day workshop. And on top of that, right after, I have another event that I'm running. So I have to prepare for that as well. So it's Spanish workshop from like 10 to 4. And then from 5 p.m. to call it uh, probably 11 p.m. or midnight, I'm running an event, a monthly event, which I call Languages and Beers. Essentially, it's a time where we gather different language learners uh, across the city and we just hang out together, have some dinner, some people drink, we talk, relax, some people are practicing languages and just a very fun and casual and an enjoyable get together of language learners. And actually that can lead right into our my life update here, which is that, you know, lately I've really been putting more attention on my events because it's funny when we look at the events that I run in my city because I do run events for language learners. When we look at these events, originally, it wasn't like a major project. Like it was something I was doing and I was like, oh, let's see if this will lead to something. And, you know, when we look, you know, it's been roughly 10 months now that I've been running events roughly, and they're getting pretty big. I mean, we do a monthly, right? I mean, for the longest time, we've really only done a monthly event called Languages and Beers, where I already told you what we do. And there's probably 50, 60, 70, 80 people that come every single month. And so now I'm looking at it and going, okay, we have a pretty successful one event that I run. What do I want to do with these kinds of events? Do I want to run more? Will this be like a side gig where I just kind of run events for fun? Like, what do I want? What do I want this to look like? And I've decided that I want to take it a little bit more, um, I guess we could say seriously, if that makes sense. And so looking at a couple of the things, I think probably the first step that I'm going to take or rather the next step that I'm going to take is going to be um, literally just scheduling a second languages and beers every month. So we'll do one Saturday and probably one Wednesday. That's kind of what I'm thinking um, to start with that. But slowly but surely, I do want to expand it out where we do have, you know, excursions where we go to the mountains. We do go on some Friday night. They go to, a, I don't know, some Latin dancing night or something. Or we do a board game afternoon or a a brunch, a language brunch, or like, I don't know, like I want a variety of different events. And currently like slowly but surely, I'm kind of working towards that. And it's interesting when I look at my personality, I mean, 
often I, um, more often than not, I start down certain pathways and I never end up where I thought it would lead me. So it's interesting as I'm moving more towards doing these events and going more down that pathway, I think I'm going to end up in a place where it's like we have lots of events. I'm almost in like the events business in a lot of ways, an events business that feeds the language education business. They kind of go hand in hand. But I'm also very aware that as I keep going down that pathway, there are decent odds or very good odds that I'm going to end up in a different place than where I thought I was going to end up. But hey, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, I think as long as my perspective anyway, is that as long as you're kind of moving forward and taking steps and trying things and and progressing, as long as you're doing that, you're going to be okay and you're going to end up maybe not where you thought you were because it's impossible to just predict the exact pathway, but at least you're going to end up in a good place where you're happy and you're like, oh, it's actually, oftentimes I find that you end up in a better place than what you'd even pictured originally, which is quite uh, interesting, I find. Like, I I, get, I guess one example of it is I never pictured that I would be doing like two-day or one-day or three-day or four-day Spanish, French, English workshops. I never pictured that when I started this whole thing. I had no idea. My picture was, oh, I'm going to run all these groups. The goal is to get, you know, um, group lessons and group lessons here, group lessons consistently every single day, running lots and lots of groups, not doing one group for an entire weekend and doing that. Like, that's not something that ever even crossed my mind. I had no idea whatsoever. So it's interesting what things lead to when your mind is just on that progress kind of mindset, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, other life update, which ties kind of actually directly ties into today's podcast main topic, the language topic, has to do with myself. I am um, actually going into university soon, going to go back for my second my second degree, which is going to be in East Asian language studies with a concentration in Mandarin, with a concentration in Chinese. And my first degree was in French and Spanish, as many of you or all of you probably know right now. And so it's, it's kind of interesting because I think if we looked back and asked me when I was back in school, like when I was doing my first degree, Azrin, will you go back? I probably would have said, eh, I don't think so. Like, who knows? I don't know, but probably not. And now I'm going back to school and kind of um, excited about it. I'm going to get a second degree, which is crazy to me. Like, I'll be someone who owns two degrees, which is just wild. <laughs> and this ties directly into today's topic because, um, because here's the thing. I'm going to be studying in university, right? But a lot of you guys know, especially if you followed me for a little while and you're not like a brand new follower, you guys know I'm not the best student. I'm not, I'm not a bad student but I'm not a great student. Like to give you a, to paint you a picture in university, you know, as the years went on, I probably attended less and less class every year. Um, I think by the time I was in my fourth year of university, I probably attended roughly 50% of the classes, something like that. Um, and I would just do other things. And it wasn't necessarily that I was skipping to go hang out and just party or like kill time and just procrastinate. Like, no, 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 not at all. Like I would just, choose to spend the time differently. I might decide that that class is boring. I don't really want to go or that class material I can learn by myself. So I'm going to work on this instead, or I'm going to work on my, at the time, window cleaning business instead, or do this, do this assignment instead, or do this instead. Like I was still pretty productive and not necessarily blowing the time off, but I, I didn't necessarily go to all the classes, which obviously affects your grades. 
So my grades were never awful, but they're never fantastic. They're relatively mediocre, like Bs, B minuses, um, definitely some Cs. Um, often the Cs would be balanced out by getting some As, so it wasn't awful, but still not a great, not the most fantastic student. And so when I'm looking ahead right now, I'm thinking to myself like, man, I have these Mandarin classes coming up and I'm telling myself like, man, you cannot write a single character. And by this point, you are supposed to be able to write characters to an extent. Also, I'm realizing to myself that it's been four years since I've touched that university Mandarin class, like the Mandarin prereqs, the prerequisites that my, that my university requires. I've done them, but it's four years ago. So the stuff that I learned, even though it's probably in my brain, it's been a long time since I remember that specific material that they taught. So why am I saying all this? Well, I'm saying all this because personally, I'm going to need to prep in advance. I've decided that I'm going to essentially teach myself the next level of Mandarin before I actually enter that Mandarin class so that I know a lot of the material beforehand. And that is something which I want to talk about here because I think whatever reason you're learning a language, whether it's school, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, work, whether it's personal interest, whether it's travel, maybe you're moving to a country, maybe you're studying abroad, maybe it's, um, I don't know what it is, but usually I would say the majority of the, majority of the time, there is some kind of end outcome connected to the study of your language. So for example, maybe you're studying Spanish because you need to get an A in school or you need to get a good mark in school or you're studying Spanish or Mandarin, whatever, because it's required for your work. Like for most cases, there's some kind of because, there's a reason for why you're doing it. And so what I would think about is what are your opportunities to get ahead? So that's what I'm doing right now. I, I know right now I have a Mandarin class coming up in September of 2018 of this year. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know this is coming up. I know right now, you know, when I go into that class, even though I'm probably going to be one of the stronger students in terms of listening, in terms of speaking, heck, maybe even perhaps in terms of reading, because I have a lot more experience in Mandarin than most people who are going to be in that class, because I've lived in China, I've taken classes outside of this university, I've, I've done my own self-study. Like I probably, on a language level, I, I guess on the note of language levels, I'll probably be stronger. And yet my ability to do well in the class is going to be actually not that great because I can't read and I can't write very well, right? I, I write very poorly and these are significant parts of these language classes. So I'm thinking and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I prep and get ahead of that curve so that when I'm in the class, I'm actually already know everything. So I get the A, I mean, maybe not easily, but it's easier because the material is now a second time I'm seeing it. It's not the first time that I'm seeing it. Does that make sense? So think about that for your scenario. Are you learning for work? Like, is that why you're in here? Like, okay, you need to know for work. Well, what do you need to actually know for work? Do you have any deadlines coming up? Like, do you, for example, do you need to write a lot of emails, for example? Like, do you have emails you have to write a lot of? Well, maybe you need to get ahead and, and go like, okay, how can you really learn how to write those emails quickly, the emails that you need to write in English or whatever language? How can you get ahead of that? How can you figure out the cadence for those emails, right? And because the reality is whatever your situation is, there's a very good chance you don't actually need to be perfectly fluent in that language. You don't need to know everything. There's probably a certain limited number of things you need to know in order to be able to succeed. I've talked about this on the, on the podcast before, I think, anyway, on some content I have. I forget if it's podcast or videos or YouTube or whatever, but anyway, 
there's only a limited number of things you need to know, right? Let's kind of like think of it this way. It's like, I've said this analogy before, where if you are a cashier in a grocery store, you don't need to know that much English or whatever language to get through the scenario. You need to know, hi, how are you? You know, this is the price. You know, you need to know, would you like a bag? Would you, whatever the terms you need to know are. There's not that much. Here's your change, etc. So whatever your scenario is, there's not that much you have to know to be able to get the outcome that you want. Now, let's move to, to a slightly unrelated yet also related topic. A lot of you or some of you potentially are thinking to yourselves, okay, I don't necessarily have some kind of necessity for the language. You know, like I don't, for example, if you're, if you're living abroad, you need to know the language to be able to get through your day-to-day -day scenarios. Well, you might be going, well, Azrin, I'm not really in that scenario. I'm learning French. Um, I need to take it for school, but it's not a, like if I, it's not like a, it's not like a major requirement. I'm not a major. It's just one elective class is not that important in my, in my schedule. Or maybe it's like you're learning as a hobby. Maybe it's just, maybe you're not even learning. You just like to listen to my podcast because it's interesting. Like, I don't know. Maybe you don't, you're not in that scenario. What I'd probably recommend if you really want to make progress, this is the big one. If you really want to make progress and actually that's a really big thing. Let's pause on this point before I move forward. A lot of the things I say are for the people that um, a lot of things I say, not everything, but a lot of things I talk about are for the people who are maybe struggling with something. Like if you're happy with your progress and how languages are going for you with, with, you know, your language journey, you're, you're pretty happy and you're not really looking to make any changes. I actually think my advice is all, all of it's bad. Interesting, right? Like, I actually think this is really weird. I've never really thought about this. 100% of my advice is bad for you if you are 100% satisfied with how your language journey is going. Because you don't want to change it. You don't want advice. You don't want extra things to take on. You don't want, you, you don't really want it, right? You don't need it because you're happy. Things are going well. Like you're, you're just good. You're in a good place, right? That's actually why I don't really watch that many language advice videos or like read blogs or anything because I'm super happy with how things are going. I'm, I'm confident. I know my methods. I know what works for me. I know how I learn. I know when I'm lazy, it doesn't matter because I'm still going to figure it out. Like I'm, I know I don't have any insecurity about it. I'm just good. And I don't have any doubt. Like I, I just, I just know I have the experience. I, I'm very confident with it. So I don't need to consume. I don't consume content about language learning, right? But for example, um, you know, if we look at business or something, right? Like I'm pretty confident in my business abilities and being able to navigate, but you know, I, I follow a couple of people and I might like listen to something and think about it. I might like ask questions. I might reach out to another resource. I might ask for help because I'm not as confident. I might, I, I, and I want to improve. I want to make changes. I want to like, I know the stuff that I maybe don't know as well or that need to change, etc. So I might reach out to things and get help and listen to content, read content, etc. So anyway, let's move on. But first of all, if you're like, man, I'm just kind of good. Well, no need to do anything. Like my advice is all probably bad for you, really. But let's say you are like, man, I want to make some progress. Um, I do want to continue. I, I want to make progress faster or accelerate my learning or whatever. And you are in that, um, you are in that kind of position and you're in the position of not really having a necessity of learning the language, I highly recommend you give yourself a necessity to learn the language. What I mean by that is you need to give yourself some pressure that makes you, lights a fire under your butt. It's kind of like with me in Gujarati right now. When I went to India, or actually before I went to India, 
I was taking lessons with my grandpa because I didn't want to be a complete buffoon and a complete idiot landing in India. There was a time crunch of I need to learn some basic stuff like basic reading and writing before I get there to save time and not waste things. When I was in India, there's a real motivation to learn because I was in India. I was surrounded by it. I needed to learn. Now, back in Canada, and I'm not taking classes. I'm not in university for Gujarati. I don't, like, I'm not, there's no pressure to learn it. So I'm way more easy with it, way more relaxed. Just like in Mandarin. For Mandarin, I've been really chill for six months, roughly. Five, four, five, six months, three, four, five, six months. And now, I'm going like, crap, I need to teach myself a whole course in a couple of months here. Right? That's crazy because of that time necessity. So I would give yourself, put yourself in a scenario where you have some necessity. That is going to immediately forget all the little hacks, the tricks, everything. That's just going to immediately force you. It's going to turn on a switch in your brain and make you push forward and just going to make you absorb more. Right? And maybe not, let's be careful here, and maybe not too much pressure. Don't put yourself in a scenario where it's crazy pressure because then you might just shut down. But a little, excuse me, a little bit of pressure? Sure. A little bit? Why not? That's good. It's healthy. It's a little bit of, you know, accountability. A little bit of uh, something that makes you do it quick, quickly, or, or like, a, I don't know, like a test is coming up, or like something. Give yourself something, right? I don't know. Like, I think that's just a. It's good to have an outside system that gives you a bit of a deadline to accomplish a certain goal, because those deadlines force you to make sure you're moving forward at all times. So anyway. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow probably won't be a podcast because like I said, 10 a.m. to about midnight, I'm just booked. So probably not. We'll see if I get a quick 15 minutes free and I might record something. Sunday, I'll probably be really tired and so I may not record then. So this might be the last thing you hear for the weekend. Um, But we'll be back as per scheduled on Monday for sure. But I'll try and squeak something in over the weekend as well. Try and squish something in. Uh, Maybe I'll do something at my language event and like pass my phone around and... I don't know, get some like some crazy content. I don't know. We'll see. But um, anyway, thanks for listening. I really appreciate your attention and we'll talk later. Bye for now.